You are listening to the John DePietro Show on 99.9 FM and 1380 AM. News Talk WNRI. Folks, good afternoon. Right now, it is 12.06, and you're listening to the John DePietro Show. It's AM 1380, 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at our website, which is dePietro.com. I want to welcome everybody in. We also do our live simulcast. <clears throat> this is the Noon Report Live on Facebook. Just find the page. It's John DePietro Show page on Facebook. And then uh, also... Just a reminder for everybody uh, on Facebook, Cranston PD Live, episode 11, episode 11 tomorrow night that will be starting at 8 o'clock. Glad we're not doing it uh, for tonight because many times, you know, as we're finding our way through that and people like it, it's different. It's live stream. It's local live, live and local, as they say. But one thing about it, <coughs> excuse me, folks, that we found is it can be a challenge to do it in uh, inclement weather. Now, again, the weather's not that bad. You never know what the way people are reacting. The farther north you go, uh, obviously Boston and parts of Worcester, Massachusetts, I recognize good people, good amount of people, I should say, and the good people that can listen at AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. If you're in uh, Uxbridge or Bellingham or Douglas or... Anywhere else <clears throat> in and around there, the Attleboros, um, you are going to see, in fact, some snow today. Then, and I think actually north of Providence, um, there's, there's not going to be a lot. But again, it's going to be falling in the afternoon commute. So then it throws off a lot of the, you know, the kids coming home from children on the school buses and then the regular afternoon commute. But still, knock on wood, folks, it has not been. We can't complain I mean, once we get past today's, whatever you want to call it, freezing, wet rain, drizzle and rain, it's kind of a, it's a, it's a real January day. It is. Someone asked me, how's it going? I'm like, well, you know, it's, it's January. It's a Monday in January, and uh, it looks like freezing rain today. But then the, the rest of the week, what I'm looking at, all right, possible snow showers, nothing significant on Wednesday. But I'm already looking ahead until, other than that, it's either dry or just rain until next week, which means, well, that means only one thing. We could uh, <clears throat> we could enter into February without any serious element of snow, which I find, <clears throat> and again, except for those that are skiers, um, if we can make it to January and not have any significant snowfall, uh, Juan considers that to be a good thing. And let me also just check. All right, so today is Monday, January 23rd. I'm not breaking any news there, but let's go. So the 30th, one week from today is January 30th. So one, and then February 6th. Two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. The first day of spring is eight weeks away. How about that? Monday, March 20th. So folks, we're getting there, as I call. This is certainly the challenging time. <clears throat> to live in this part of the country, which is why so many people escape to the south. Although, if we have a mild February, much like January, it's actually not that bad. Folks, this portion of our program, hey, you still need to stay nice and warm, whether it's heating or cooling. Call our friends at Propane Plus. Here's my question for you, and I hope it's not that invasive on this uh, Monday uh, during our noon report. 
If you use propane, call Propane Plus today, 401-885-4209. Rhode Island or Massachusetts, it's Propane Plus, 401-885-4209. Heating and cooling, you can depend on Propane Plus. And in Massachusetts, 508 502-3359. It's a very simple question. If you use propane, I implore you, I encourage you, I politely ask you, give my friends at Propane Plus a try. Again, the Massachusetts number, they're based out of Rehoboth, 508-252-3359. And the Rhode Island number, 401-885-4209. You know what else is very easy if you just go to their website? And it's uh, very user-friendly, propaneplus.com, residential, commercial, always there for you. You can depend on Propane Plus. So, folks, a lot of people are buzzing. <clears throat> There's an unusual story, to say the least. We have all the Cranston PD Live video up, a lot of other stories. We're going to be doing a posting on depetro.com I'm talking about now. No eyes, D-E-P-E-T-R-O.com. Which is brought to you by the Coesed Inn, 226 Coesed Avenue, West Warwick. Whether it's lunch, dinner, or drinks in the lounge, they're waiting for you. I was there just a week ago. I brought Jacqueline Claire and also uh, Kate DePietro, Fox and Friends. We had a nice meal and saw the owner at the Coesed Inn, 226 Coesed Avenue in West Warwick. I'm going to be doing a story um, <clears throat> on the website, depetro.com. And to me, this is to me one of the problems when... As many of you know, I am a supporter of law enforcement, big supporter of law enforcement. And I'm going to talk about the Catherine Clark thing in just a moment. That is disgraceful. Talk about the apple doesn't fall too far from the tree. Talk about the uh, Catherine Clark, representative of Massachusetts. She's the whip, by the way. I mean, she is right there with the leadership. But um, and what happened with her child. So we're unsure if it's a however they're they're identifying these days but i the situation we're going to be posting about coming up is going to be carbuncle pond now that was a pond i was unfamiliar with it's in coventry rhode island coventry by the way which is the largest land mass it's a huge piece of land i'd never been there it took a while for me to get there getting through coventry is a big area it's near the connecticut line and some of you may remember, it was in December, and uh, early morning, I used to say, you'd say fishermen, but now I think you have to say a person fishing, however they identify. I think they identify as a fishing person, but, but they stumbled upon uh, a body in the pond. And then I was out there, I was somewhat thrown off at the standoffish nature of the, it was initially, it was DEM, and then it was Coventry Police, and then the Rhode Island State Police came in, and it's my understanding they took over the investigation. I was a little thrown at the standoff attitude. <clears throat> By the way, not just to me, to all of the media, the Rhode Island State Police, we were out there. I was there, 10 was toward there, 12 was there, Channel 6 was there, so it was me, it was Juan, and the three TV stations. And first of all, they want us to stand in the road, which is ludicrous. But anyhow, uh, then we were told that there'd be a briefing, right? Someone will come up, give some kind of a briefing. And uh, that obviously never happened. And then right away that day, I started hearing 
and and I think some other media did that it was a female that was found in the pond in Coventry, Carbuncle Pond. So since then, as I've said, Rhode Island State Police, not a word. They, they, they're acting like it never happened. Not a press release, not at this point, we're not going to comment on the investigation regarding an individual who was found in the pond. And I mean zero. Now, again, it was before Christmas. Um, good luck trying to get any information from the Rhode Island State Police around Christmas time. But now here's one of the problems. And I, I will be going out there, not today, but sometime soon. Because I'm hearing, I'm, he, I'm hearing from a number of different people that live in the area that fish in, in that pond. And there, it's very unsettling. Word then leaked out, and I think Channel 10 reported, but it was nothing like official where there was any type of press release. I mean, I'll check again right now. What time is it? 12.15. I'll check right now in, in real time. Um, but to date, the Rhode Island State Police have not put out anything. Absolutely nothing. So, uh, um, and so, as a result, as I was saying, as a result of that, now suddenly, you, you know, you have people, this speculation that's going around. Now, what I also is... Um, unsettling about this whole thing is, and this is what happens when, when government and in this particular situation for whatever reason, I don't have an answer on it. And I get asked, now I'm being asked like almost every other day, right? Any update. Let's just say no one had any information. Okay, well then maybe I'm not getting the information. But you don't see any information from Channel 12, Channel 10. So we've learned it was a female. I heard it was a young female. And I've heard Various things. Rumor, in the absence of an official statement, rumor is what starts to take over. So what is very, very surprising with the Rhode Island State Police, you have to remember, who do they ultimately are they controlled by? Rhode Island Governor Dan McKay. He did give them, you know, $3,000 bonuses, supposedly that they would agree to wear body cams, which it's it, that that's not. <laughs> I mean, that was the reason they gave. The real reason was just to try to buy their votes and endorsement in running for governor. So, a governor who is the subject of an ongoing FBI probe, and I've heard conflicting things on that. I've heard it's heating up. I've heard the McKee people are not playing playing ball. I mean, we it's very difficult trying to get information on the FBI probe, but. Staying with Carbuncle Pond, in the absence of an official statement, that's when then rumors start to take off. And for those of you that have been paying attention, I mentioned this. In the month of November into December, there was a story floating around about um, that at one point many years ago, a member of the Rhode Island State Police uh, was involved with a homicide and it was covered up. So now I didn't go heavy on the st- I didn't actually really do the story. I didn't have uh, direct sourcing on it. I know the I know a couple of the players involved, but not enough to do a full story. Some of the media went with it, and I heard there was a lot of bad blood because they did it. But 
would would really say, and, and as I have mentioned, around the holidays, I, I was around a mem- some members of law enforcement, and, and they were all talking about it. And they found the story very odd. But I spoke to someone else that said there was no truth to it. I, I agree. The whole thing was odd. Now, I did hear from one member of the Rhode Island State Police that they were not happy that the media um, went with the story. Now, I didn't go with the story, but that they were then, therefore, that's why it was kind of a standoff nature with the body found in Carbuncle Pond in Coventry. But as a result of their silence, and as a result of basically the way they reacted to the story of the cover-up, well, now you have other rumors that start to take over. So now the latest I've heard is the reason they haven't said anything about the body that was found, a female body in Carbuncle Pond in Coventry, was because a state, state police informant was involved with the homicide. And so they're trying to cover up. Now, let me be very clear right now at 12. I, I have no idea if that's true. I have no idea if that is true. Someone could hear that and be like, that is absolutely ridiculous. I heard it was a female from Massachusetts that may have been brought there. And I don't know what happened, but they were uh, killed at the pond. I've heard another story that it was someone from Massachusetts who was killed and then brought to the pond. But I know that individuals on scene that day knew that it was a homicide. Police did go out of their way to say it was not the missing woman from Warwick Charlotte Lester. Now, since then, I've heard from people in the area that say there's a lot of illegals from Connecticut that camp around that area and go and fish in that area. So, you know, so now I was actually saying, well, then maybe it's it's a Jane Doe. Maybe it is someone from another country. Could be, if it's a female who ended up in that pond, but maybe a victim of crime, but whatever it may be. But then they have not released any information because they're trying to determine who this individual is. But here is, as I see it, the problem is, see, this is what happens to me. Like I'm hearing different people that feel they're in the know and I'm hearing different theories on it. And um, and, and one of the reasons why they, they are able to kind of take hold is because lack of, that's where I blame the Rhode Island State Police. And I want to just point to a couple different examples. Um, and, and I was saying it at the time. I, I was at that homicide in December in Providence. And at the time, there was the guy, he was, the, the victim was still in the building in the West End off Cranston Street. And, and Major David LePayton, Providence Police Department, Mayor Alorza, still mayor at the time, they came, the guy was still in there. <clears throat> the medical examiner hadn't even removed him yet. And they're giving a briefing, something, as to what it was, what happened. Many times police will do that to then say to residents they shouldn't be concerned that it's, it's targeted. Because I understand people would be concerned. I heard from someone that said, you know, I often walk along near that pond sometimes at night. Like, should I be worried about that? Is this some nut? 
There are, for those who have been paying attention, a number of missing women cases in New England. I even posted that on the website. That is very concerning. So I, I, I will be honest, I don't have an explanation on why state police would say nothing. We've seen examples. I think, you know, Warwick, they sent out information. Uh, first, the child Lester was missing, and then also they sent out information about that. That was a bad accident last week on Sandy Lane. I, can anyone be more transparent than Cranston? I'm riding with <laughs> Cranston. We saw them during the fugitive, looking for the three fugitives. Uh, you know, the the commander and the, the chief and the mayor were giving updates in real time, right on the bridge of what was going on. And so I, I, I don't know what to tell. So people in the area, I, I feel for people in the area. I think... Um, Again, I, I, you know, we don't know what it is, but the, the, the lack of any statement, to me, that then breeds theories, rumors, conspiracy. I'll, I'll say this. The Rhode Island State Police certainly aren't doing anything to curb any of that. Now, I can't imagine what would be a scenario of which, and I even asked, you know, I was speaking over the weekend with someone in law enforcement, and they said, I, even if it was a Jane Doe, right, a body was found. And at this point, we're trying to determine blah, 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 whatever it is. Um, I, it, it's just, it's very bizarre. We all watched last week, I mean, Anna Walsh. You know, they're giving updates. She, her body hasn't been found, but we certainly learned a lot about why seemingly she hasn't been found. Why she may never be found. I I don't understand. I don't know the colonel. You know, I, sometimes I say I don't know the person that well. I don't think I've ever met the head, the colonel um, of the Rhode Island State Police. You know, I, I had heard that he, this was someone who reluctantly, that's what I've heard, reluctantly took the job. Governor McKee was like, no, I want you to take this. Colonel Manny left. If this were Colonel Manny, I could have gotten Colonel Manny on the phone uh, directly and found out what's going on. If this were Colonel O'Donnell, I could have found out what was going on. If this were uh, Colonel Doherty, I would have found out directly what was going on. If this was uh, Colonel Perry, when he was running the Rhode Island State Police, it's it's bizarre to me, as if it, they're, they're acting, and I, I just want to finish, but they're they're acting like it never happened, as if that's not significant. The body of a young girl, and by young I mean, you know, relatively young, what I was told, twenties or thirties. The body of a young girl is found in a pond in Coventry. And the Rhode Island State Police don't blink an eye. Like it's nothing out of the ordinary. Now, Warwick, in Warwick last week, they found the body of that. Someone found, saw a body, and it was a woman from Pawtucket who was found near the parking garage. And Warwick immediately responded to that. Because it's someone's life. Because it's significant. The Rhode Island State Police, so the life of that female... Whoever that person is, nothing to see here. Nope, 
Not a big deal. Nope. Nope. Doesn't even warrant a statement. Not a one sentence. Female was found. We are investigating. Trying to what? Determine who it is. Find out the body. Um, something. Nothing. I, I, I don't understand it. And more importantly, we have seen um, other law enforcement agencies that seemingly act with far more transparency. So, you know, as some of the people have mentioned to me some of these theories, someone said they, they, they know about the situation that led the person there. I'm, I, what can I say? They know, maybe you know more than I do. I don't have, they don't have, I don't have anything. I can't even say, well, that's not what the police said. Someone says, well, I've heard it's tied to a police informant. And there's kind of a cover-up going on. Now, that doesn't sound, doesn't, you know, I don't know what to make of it. It doesn't, It's. I, I guess it's possible. Um, it doesn't, I haven't heard anything about that, but actually I haven't heard anything. So who am I to say that that's not what's going on? We don't know what's going on, but I, I, I just don't think they're helping themselves. So you have a, a, a governor who, how about, I mean, is this comical or what? They, governor McKee has a big press thing today, and he has a bunch of them take the train from Providence to the new train hub, Central Falls, Pawtucket. All that is was that was a no-bid contract to give out. Someone from labor, blah, blah, blah. So, um, <clears throat> excuse me. So, so you know, they have a big thing and they're encouraging, you know, people should should take the, the, uh, the train. So they don't have to worry about gas and it's better. And the new MBTA, Pawtucket Central Falls train station. And blah, 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 this whole big deal, commuter rail, and there's no more reason for these people to be driving. And so then, lo and behold, they have the, um, you know, the little press junket where you could take the train with, there's Congressman Cicilline, and there's Senator Whitehouse, I think I saw Senator Reid, and the mayor of Pawtucket. And the mayor of Central Falls, and the treasurer, and uh, um, the uh, the um, the secretary of state, and you know there they are, and it's open, and blah blah blah, and this whole big deal. So they were then supposed to then send a train back to you know, so the people take the train there back, and for whatever reason, Governor McKee suddenly decided he didn't want to wait. For the train, Pawtucket Central Falls train station, and then he just hops in his SUV and takes that back to the state house. I mean, it, it's just so comical. Like you couldn't even wait for that. Governor McKee not waiting for the next train. Nope. I have too much going on. Uh, I took the train here, Pawtucket Station ribbon cutting. So there was a 1024 train to Providence, probably you have to take the bus. Now, so I'm just looking at this. This is the first time I'm seeing this uh, train schedule. So it starts off, um, let me see if I can, 
Okay, so if you, um, what time would that be? Okay, so if you got on at South Station at 925, the next stop is Back Bay, outbound. And then it hits um, 128 at 947. And then it goes to Attleboro at 1015. So it's 1015. At 1024, you get on the train at Pawtucket Central Falls. And then it arrives in Providence at 1037. This is arriving coming back from Boston. And then it arrives at the airport at 1052. And then at 1113, it arrives in Wickford Junction. So you leave Boston South Station on the train at 925. And you arrive Wickford Junction at 1113. So one hour, that's, you can't be in a rush, right? That's more than an hour and a half. Um, but if you, if you take the train from Boston South Station and to Pawtucket Central Falls, that's basically about an hour. You're on the train for an hour. So depending on how long it takes. But I just found that comical that he could not even, like, I'm not even waiting for that. Now, we'll see how much better. So they were all giddy. Magaziner, Cicilline. White House, I mean, they're all very, very giddy about their train ride from uh, Providence to Pawtucket. But, <laughs> um, and that is interesting that Elon Musk, his $70 million plane re- refueled at uh, TF Green last night at Hillsgrove. <clears throat> There's no evidence that he was on it, but it was somebody captured that Elon Musk's $70 million plane refueled at TF Green last night. I think it was late. I think it was like 11 o'clock. So I'm going to talk about the Catherine Clark um, situation in just a moment. Yeah, there it is. A $70 million private Gulfstream jet registered to Elon Musk landed at TF Green Airport. Unclear was on board. Jet was seen fueling up once it landed. So it was either, I would imagine, coming back from overseas, right? Wouldn't you, I don't know if you'd have to refuel there, maybe. Um, but anyhow, all right, I want to talk about the Catherine Clark situ- situation. Folks, this portion of the John DePietro Show, now listen, it is a new year. And you should want to make sure your finances are in order. Why not take advantage of a free consultation? Our guy, Tom Bryan, Ameriprise Financial Advisors. You can take advantage of a free consultation for over 125 years. Ameriprise Financial has provided advice for clients' unique goals, helped millions of Americans retire on their terms when they want, where they want, doing what they want. Ameriprise Financial Advisor Tom Bryan remains true to the vision, always putting clients first. Call Tom Bryan today. Set up that free consultation, 401-434-1510. 401-434-1510. 
put the strength of a leader in retirement planning. Offices located 400 Massasoit Avenue in East Providence. And remember, maybe it's for retirement planning or maybe you're retired and you're thinking of going back to work and you want to just know what your options are. Maybe you, you know, coax a child or grandchild to maybe start making Smart financial decisions. Tom Bryan, Ameriprise. Now, they also do advanced planning specialists, executive compensation, major purchase planning. Tom Bryan, Ameriprise Financial. Call right now. Free consultation, 401-434-1510. Well, folks, at 1234, you're listening to The John DePietro Show. It's AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. So I want to just read this story on... Catherine Clark. She's the rep from Massachusetts. She's also the one that she's an anti-police. She is. She was the one posting on social media, you know, prayers for Jacob Blake. Jacob Blake that had, you know, stabbed someone, been arrested, was going to kidnap someone. So Riley Dowell, the daughter of U.S. Representative Catherine Clark of Massachusetts, Daughter of Representative Catherine Clark, arraigned for, I love how the Globe wants to make sure this, allegedly striking a police officer during the Boston Common protest. Daughter of U.S. Representative Catherine Clark, Riley Dowell. So now if you look at the photo, uh, and I, I was checking online, I think... After the arraignment, Dowell and lawyers hurried out of court without commenting. One lawyer, lawyer clarified, Dowell uses she and her pronouns before heading down a staircase. Dowell was identified at the hearing by her birth name, Jared Dowell. Listen to this line in the Boston Globe. Folks, this is life in 2023. Dowell was assigned male at birth, but has transitioned to female You have someone who is arrested for violently punching a police officer. Her mother is high level within our government. Our government, as far as being the whip with the Democrats, at no point is there any remorse or concern for the officer that was struck. What what are they so... You know, um, concerned about pronouns. Pronouns. Hurrying out of court, of course, without, of course, without commenting. No apology to the officer. Nothing that her actions were wrong. You know, this whole business of where they're trying to show sympathy for Antifa in Atlanta. The member of Antifa in Atlanta, and if you saw some of the protesting... They said a cruiser on fire. They were rioting. Um, they that that member of Antifa shot a state trooper in in Georgia. Shot a state trooper in Georgia. So so, and then was shot and killed. Shot, not punched. But that's the most important thing. Police were called to the Parkman bandstand on the common 9.30 Saturday night. Report of a protest. Saw a person identified as Dowell. So in court, they're like, listen, you're Jared Dowell. 
No, I'm Riley. No, that's no. Your birth name is Jared. You were maybe you're transitioning now, but you were born a male. Spray painting the monument with the words "No Cop City" in ACAB, which is all cops are bad, or you can put in a different word. As Dahl was being placed under arrest, 20 protesters surrounded Boston police, screamed profanities, bringing nearby traffic to a standstill. Amongst the chaos, stop Cop City. One officer was hit in the face, could be seen bleeding from the nose and mouth. Police said they arrested a second person, 1030, Andrea Coletti of Brighton, tried to run away from police, struggle with police who apprehended her. And Catherine Clark, last night, my daughter was arrested in Boston. Well, all right, was identified as assigned a male. And now here's the mother. My daughter was arrested. I love Riley. This is a very difficult time. No concern for the police. None. No concern at all for law enforcement in that situation. All right, there's some more parts of this. Uh, I, I don't have to go through the nature of what we heard about January 6th and the Capitol Police um, and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, the whole element here of... Everything that took place in the insurrectionists. What, what do you call these individuals? What do you call these individuals that are, are literally assaulting police? Repre- and now the media isn't sure how to respond. Representative Clark's child is being arraigned now. Assaulting a police officer. Why? Because a member of Antifa. And these were the other things they were spray painting. Don't call it public safety. Rest in peace, Tortuga, no cop city. Well, that's what they're calling it down in Atlanta. The, the fact that these members of Antifa, so I'm also seeing them, the son of Representative Clark, the second ranking Democrat in the House, was arrested assaulting a police officer during an Antifa event in Boston. That is... Hey, that shows tells you everything you need to know about her, about who their, you know, who their real loyalty lies with. Catherine Clark, in August of 2020, praying for Jacob Blake until we take action against racism and police brutality. Tragedies will continue. We can't wait another day to enact the Justice Policing Act, BLM, Black Lives Matter, hashtag, hashtag, hashtag. What an absolute disgrace. So, listen, it, it, it obviously, um, I, I almost find it kind of, I, I don't understand. So, he, she says it's her daughter. The child was apparently, as the Boston Globe says, was assigned male at birth. Gee, I wonder why that was. Let's examine that just for a moment. Assigned male. Um, anyone who's a parent, anyone that's ever been born, 
when a child is born, there's that, you know, exciting moment. Congratulations on this beautiful, healthy baby boy. Congratulations on this beautiful, healthy baby girl. Gee, how do we know when a child is born whether or not they're male or female? Now, just on the Atlanta thing, I'm looking at um, ABC News. Six people arrested after a peaceful protest over a proposed police training ground turned violent in Atlanta. Are we back to this? Are we back to, and in the footage, there's a police car on fire. Are we back to this whole thing of the peaceful protest? Is that what we're, we're back to? As they're lighting cars on fire? Over the weekend, far less protesters were once again outside of the home of Justice Kavanaugh. Yeah, there's no mention of the fact that a nutcase showed up in his neighborhood and was going to kill him and his family. The daughter, here's Channel 25, the daughter of House Minority Whip, Catherine Clark, arrested, assaulting an officer, defacing a monument. Far left extremists arrested at the violent attack downtown. They're all screaming, I can't breathe. It, it is just. Jared Riley Dowell. Let's get back to that. The Facebook was just deleted. Uh, um, Jared Dowell. Runs a leftist mutual aid group and has posted about it on anarchists and anti capitalist forums. Came out two years ago. You know, Catherine Clark said her children wake up with nightmares about climate change. Is this who we're talking about? Um, I just want to get back to the, the Boston Globe. Are, are they. Or any media, are they suggesting that we should, should when the child was born, I, I'm not positive, but by and large, there's, there's, normally it's going to go one of two ways. It is either going to be, it's a baby boy. How would we identify a baby boy in the hospital? Or it's a baby girl. But now look at the way the media treats this. Jared Dowell. Dowell was assigned male at birth. Should so, but has transitioned to female. Did they get it wrong? You know, gee, I, I wonder. Let me just hear Catherine Clark. Riley Dowell, daughter of Catherine Clark. I, I thought we've been hearing about the way that the Capitol Police were treated. What about the way the Boston Police were treated? Gee, why would Catherine Clark's daughter think it's okay to strike and assault a Boston police officer? Riley Dowell, daughter of Representative Catherine Clark, arraigned for allegedly striking a police officer. There was some confusion. How insensitive of the hospital. 
that Jared Dowell, which, by the way, apparently her parents were so insensitive because they named the child Jared, was assigned male at birth, but has since transitioned to female. One lawyer clarified she uses she and her. Stop saying son or he or him. Folks, these people have just completely left reality. Let me just, I want to hear Catherine Clark. My children are, are waking up middle of the night. They're waking up nightmares over climate change. Well, you know, the, now the, the children of the Boston police officer are waking up with nightmares that their parent is being assaulted by these Antifa protesters. This was Catherine Clark on Meet the Press. The kids are waking up at the also news. given us a model to become our own leaders. And let me tell you what it means to, to me coming in as a different generation. I remember my middle child waking up with nightmares over concern around climate change. But they've also given us a model. <laughs> Maybe that was your first hint that there was something wrong. I know what it's like. I remember children waking up. They had a nightmare. They can't sleep. Whatever it may be. Um, that's a new one. But for her to actually go on Meet the Press and actually say that is what is... Pretty extreme. Folks, this portion of the John DePietro Show. Now, I want to remind you, if you are ever in a situation, what time is it? 1247, it's Monday. Kind of a lousy day outside. It's not a blizzard. It's not a monsoon. It's not a hurricane. But just be careful out on the roads. If you're ever in an accident and you have to go to an emergency room, I would highly recommend that either you or someone you work with or a loved one, make sure the next time you have an emergency, you want to go to AtMed Urgent Care, 1524 Atwood Avenue in Johnston, two locations, and 5750 Post Roadies Greenwich, right across from Felicia's. The one in Johnston is right in the Atwood Medical Center. AtMed Urgent Care, 1524 Atwood Avenue in Johnston. They are a cost-efficient healthcare alternative to hospital-based emergencies. And I want to break it out for you because it's actually very simple. With AtMed Urgent Care, you're just not going to wait as long. You're not going to wait as long with AtMed Urgent Care. Okay, I re- re- consistently receive email from people that are waiting seven hours at a hospital emergency room, eight hours at a hospital emergency room, even longer as we've gone through in the past. Should the grandfather had a heart attack, they made him wait in the waiting room for 48 hours at a hospital emergency room. Folks, with AtMed Urgent Care, I've had situations where I had, I visited both locations. They saw me in less than 30 minutes. They have doctors, nurses. They're open seven days a week. AtMed Urgent Care. Diverse, wide-ranging. Now, they'll also handle walk-in routine urgent care, minor surgical. Maybe someone needs stitches. If someone was in a car accident and you want to get them checked out, work-related injuries, orthopedic and trauma. They also do adult vaccinations at Med Urgent Care. When it's an emergency, 
and you need urgent care at Med Urgent Care. Two locations, 1524 Atwood Avenue in Johnston, right in the Atwood Medical Center, and 5750 Post Roadies Greenwich, right across from Felicia's. It's at Med Urgent Care. Folks, good afternoon. You're listening to the John DePietro Show. It's AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. Now, next hour, I'm going to get into the whole situation with Biden and these documents because this is, you know, this could be his undoing. It's comical. But this could be his undoing. We're going to talk about that a little bit. Obviously, they found more documents. This is um, the way they have handled this scenario with the White House is is kind of the textbook example of how you don't handle it. And I think of like, um, as an example, I don't mean to say like, but Don Lemon was on television saying it was unfair that they were sending out Jean Pierre, the White House spokesperson. The president should have gone out and been addressing that. And I think it was Chris Wallace that said, well, the president can't do that. And they should actually be careful here because we don't know if there are more documents. And as much as there's, oh, I have no regrets. And, you know, uh, there's no there there. I, I think it also kind of opens up the door, are there, if Senator Biden has classified top secret documents, are there other senators that have this? Are there other people in Congress that have this? So I think um, it, um, I think it's alarming on all ends. And I, I think that this should also completely alter the way our senior officials deal with, quote, classified documents. I have heard and we've seen people talk about how many times they, you go into a room, it's like in a movie, you can look at things, you can't take anything out. And, and, and by the way, I, I think to me, this goes against both sides of the aisle. I don't buy this whole thing of President Trump, a president can declassify things. Top secret, classified, sensitive material should not be leaving areas in any way. No one, you know, we've heard President Trump would say, oh, that that's very interesting. Can I take that? I want to read that tonight. And then they lose track of them. I don't think there should be anything like that. I don't. Not as far as the documents. So you got to understand, and, and obviously now with, with Biden, this is, this is a major, major problem. Now, I'm also going to talk about this, this George Santos. It's, it's not going away. Um, his financial woes pile up, and we'll talk about that. Quickly shifting from resume lies to questionable finances. So, I, I mean, as much as they need his vote to, they need his vote, the Republicans do in Congress, this guy's a major liability. George Santos planned, there's a new headline, planned engagement party with a man while married to a woman. <laughs> Two years into his mysterious marriage to a woman and five years before they divorced, George Santos invited friends to celebrate his engagement to a man. Good evening, everyone. As you may have already know, Pedro and I have decided to join our toothbrushes. LOL, and have a few friends have been selected to share this special moment with us. A Facebook engagement dinner invitation. 
The invitation was shared by his old roommate and the boyfriend confirmed the future congressman planned the celebration. At the time, Santos, who ran for Congress in New York as an openly gay Republican, was already married to a Brazilian woman. The New York City Marriage Index shows the couple acquired a marriage license in December 2012. They divorced in 2019. In the invitation, Santos asked guests to join us Sunday, November 23rd, Laban Soup in Manhattan. His uh, campaign committee had spent a combined 1800 at the restaurant, a block away from Trump Tower. Hope to see everyone. Make it count. I know there was no time for written invitation. Thanks to Facebook, everyone has a whole week notice. Um, Pedro described his relationship. The engagement party never happened because he rejected the proposal. He asked me three times, but I didn't accept. There was never a party for anything. Santos' marriage and romantic history first came under scrutiny last month. As he as a series of lies he told about his background, from his education, his mother's death, began unraveling in the public eye. <laughs> Santos, I will not give comment to slanderous accusations made by a person the likes of Gregory. I just don't know where this is going to lead. I just wonder, you know, how much more of this. <laughs> the Drudge Report, Republican drag. George Santos pardoned and drag over a three-year period. No video, new video appears to show despite his suggestion. He said, oh, it was one time I dressed in drag. Newly sur- surfaced video, he may have appearance over a period of three years. <laughs> I just, I am curious how he's going to get things uh, accomplished and done. Maybe it's possible. Now, listen. Let's remember, if he were, without question, if he were a Democrat, would anyone be saying he's got to step down? I think they, they are holding firm with this is between him and this is between him and the people that elected him. Obviously, whoever ran against him kind of dropped the ball as far as vetting this uh, potential candidate from Long Island. <laughs> But that is a drip, drip, drip. I'm sure Kevin McCarthy, I mean, behind the scenes, it's just every single day they're getting something new about this guy. Folks, this portion of the John DePietro Show, it's much by Limitless Outdoors. You know, the reason, their slogan, which I love, is dream, build, enjoy. Limitless Outdoors. They're based in Smithfield. Call them for a free quote, 401-580-1852. They specialize in patios walkways, steps, outdoor kitchens, landscape lighting, retaining walls, lawn installations, excavation. They can do and maybe update your indoor fireplace. They can do an outside fireplace. They can do a fire pit. They can do an outdoor oven, outdoor kitchen, limitless outdoors. More and more people are designing spaces. Instead of just adding a new room to your home, People are saying, I'm going to fix up my outside, and then I'm going to enjoy it six to nine months a year. Some people, 12 months a year. Limitless Outdoors, 401-580-1852, because it is limitless what they can do. Call them for a free quote, 401-580-1852. It also improves the value of your home, and you get to enjoy your home. Limitless Outdoors. Folks, right now at 1257, now next hour I'm going to talk a little bit about 
the documents, the latest on that. There's a White House press briefing later today at 2.30, and that should be very, very comical, as a matter of fact. This portion of the program, though, on this this cold Monday, and it's brought to you by Matthews Oil Company. Now, do you use oil? Call Matthews Oil Company today. Let's get that tank filled, 401-942-7500. 24-hour emergency service, trusted oil delivery, premier dealer, Rhode Island, delivering the highest quality heating fuels, It's Matthews Oil Company, celebrating 90 years of service. They also offer budget plans. Call them today, 401-942-7500. They'll keep you warm this winter. Matthews Oil Company, 401-942-7500. Well, right now it's 1258, folks. Good afternoon. You're listening to the John DePietro Show. It's AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. Now, next hour, I will also talk about that Dolan trial that's uh, continuing. That is the Pawtucket police officer. That is, um, as we've talked about with our legal expert, that is a uh, that is a tough case. That is, without question, that is uh, a tough case. And we'll talk about that a little bit. He does have a good attorney. With uh, Michael Colucci, defends a lot of members of law enforcement. But 2.30 today, um, to me, this is must-see TV. The, the White House, Biden White House, the chief of staff, Ron Klain, is leaving. And, um, and that White House press person is going to have to deal with, I mean, she, they just keep throwing her out there and putting her in an impossible situation. Now, next hour is radio only. Radio only. Now, forecast coming up at 1 o'clock. Wet snow, snow expected this afternoon. So I will be doing Facebook Live later. You can listen next hour at AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. And you can always listen online at the website, Dimitro.com. We're back on the other side after the 1 o'clock news. WNRI, Winsocket, W260DC. WNRI.